The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Rare Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show. Man, things are popping. Things are happening. And we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff here on this show. Show 232. Well, 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 Raider Nation, looks like no new stadium in the city of industry. <laughs> you gotta love that because the neighboring cities are suing because they didn't get any impact reports, blah, blah, blah. It's a lawsuit. That means it's going to be delayed. That means nobody's moving there in a hurry. And I got to think that this is probably a little bit about some money, some moolah. They're not sharing the pie because that's usually what this kind of stuff is all about. So we'll t- keep an eye on that situation. But for all of you that thought we were moving to L.A. next year, don't hold your breath. Looks like there's going to be a lawsuit. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Okay, for the stories of this show. NFL rules. Will they affect Oakland? Bet your ass. I can hardly wait to tell you. Okay, here's another great story. I can hardly wait to tell you guys this one. Cornell, Ragmop, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, <laughs> beats his wife with a mop handle. Can you believe it? Oh, gosh. We got to hit that. We we'll hit a little bit on the draft, of course, because who the hell knows who we're going to pick as things seem to be changing as we go. Yes, and this is a great story, too. Raiders opener on Monday Night Football. Okay, we'll talk about that. I'll give you the reason why I said that about that. Okay, we're also going to hit Satele at center. Satele, that's the word, Randy. That's the name. That's where I'm going with. That's how I'm going to pronounce this cat's name. Satele, the Samoan wonder who's going to come into Oakland and prove all the pundits wrong. I said that right. So, without further ado, let's get to our... First story of the day. More reasons for the flags to fly in Oakland. That's right. The NFL... All the big wigs in the NFL got together for some rule changes, Raider Nation, and there are quite a few. You know, it's interesting. Every year they seem to make it easier and easier on the quarterback, and this year is not an exception. Pretty soon they're going to have to put a couple of flags on his ass so they can just grab the flags to have the guy put down. That's not okay with me. So there's no veggies on the return. In other words, you can't have any wedges Um no wedge foul formations, no more than two players together with more, no less than a yard, be, two yards between them. I mean, these rules go back and forth. Um, onside kicks, no more than five, a group of five guys together. Let's see, there's no, <laughs> there's no lunging on the quarterback, which is exactly what I was talking about. In other words, you go through the line as a defensive tackle, you get up close to the quarterback, you're almost on him, he throws the ball. So you're going with 325 pounds forward at 20 miles per hour, 
and they expect you to stop in midair. Once again, this is going to be a flag on Oakland. I'm sure we're going to see it. And there it goes. So that's one we're going to have to keep an eye on. That is some bullshit. And usually the Raiders pay big time. Now, the main thing about the rule changes are they want to eliminate blindsided hits to the head and anything below the knee in any hit whatsoever. So they're trying to get a strike zone from the shoulder pads down to above the knee, the thighs. That's kind of what the NFL's direction is going in as far as being safer with players. I understand there's been a lot of injuries, but come on. It's a collision freaking sport we're talking about. Anyways, on another note, the tuck rule was discussed on the NFL.com network. It was pretty cool to see Jack Del Rio was in there, and he was making some comments about the new rules. It was very cool to see him come off when the announcer actually, uh, the NFL brought this up, which I was very amazed about the tuck rule if it was discussed. And this is the first time it's been talked about since, of course, uh, it happened to the Oakland Raiders. And they talked to Jack Del Rio about this, and Jack Del Rio said this. You want to know what I feel about the tuck rule? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Guess what? I was a Raider fan growing up. <laughs> I love it. And then he says, do I need to say anything else? And everybody got a chuckle out of it. I certainly did. And it was great to see the unanimous uh, consent, at least in this particular venue, on the tuck rule and what a bunch of bullshit that is. Excuses, excuses. Even the forward motion of the hand is a bunch of bullshit. You know they're not trying to pass the ball. You know that. I know that. And, well, that's the way it goes. So the new rules in the NFL are that. There was no indication, however, whether they're reviewable by film, by replay. That's something that's hugely important. They didn't talk about that. At least didn't come out in the public. The other thing is, with all these rule changes and the tweaks that they're making, I mean, you know, this is a lot of rules to change for a game that's played at this speed with referees that last year did a subpar, I want to say for sure, a subpar with the Ed Cockley call against the charge list. Not, you know, the charges Denver game, if you guys remember that. That's some bullshit. Um, and the officiating all in all for the rest of the season was pretty poor. And every game that I saw, not only ours, but other teams as well. I think they're going to have to put another doggone zebra on the field. I hate to say it. I know there's an additional flag. I hate seeing them anyway. But for crying out loud, if you're going to get a play and you're going to get a flag, at least have more than just the guys that are there. Because it seems to me that we should have somebody else there. Maybe they could overturn. Hello. You know, that didn't happen. That might help out the Raiders quite a bit. I'm telling you right now. It could be a good thing, not a bad thing. But then again, it wasn't discussed. Classic. Probably a money issue, too. That's some bullshit. You put all those rules in, you have totally no way of enforcing them, especially right. <laughs> Boy. Okay, let's go to the next story. I beat my wife with a mop. <laughs> I say M-O-M-O-P, M-O-P-P, mop, M-O-P-P, mop, 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 R. I say R-A, R-A-G, R-A-G. 
Green beats his old lady with a mop handle. Well, <laughs> do I need to say a lot? I mean, you know what? I could just, uh, this happens a lot in the NFL. I'm not surprised it happened to good old Cornell, but it happens. Sometimes your old lady, those of you who are married, know that it can be crazy, it get a lot of control. Now, I do not condone domestic violence. But I understand it, for damn sure. Second of all, he was known to drive around town in this Ferrari that OJ bought for her. <laughs> Think about that shit. I'll buy you a car. You gonna let another man drive around in my car? Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> shit. And I'm not saying he should have killed her. But I understand. <laughs> I have an understanding for it. I don't condone it, but for crying out loud, Cornell Green evidently pushes old lady, bruised her arm, and then got taken to the Hooskow for domestic violence. Incidentally, beating her over the head with a mop handle on the way out the door. <laughs> Adding insult to insult to bruises on her arm, which of course anybody in this country knows by now that Violence against women, I'm being honest now, is bullshit. But uh, on the other hand, you know what? <laughs> uh, your old lady can have a little, tiny little bruise on her somewhere, and you're going to jail, partner. Trust me, I've heard it a million times from many different guys. And, uh, well, that's what happens, man. So keep your hands off is what I'm saying. Now, the Cornell Green issue is something. Now, a lot of people are calling for him to be kicked out. It's about time this lard ass leaves the Oakland Raiders. Well, I'd like to say the same thing, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. It's not something that the Raiders classically do. They stand behind their players uh, because, look, we're all about trouble. We've been standing behind players with trouble for a long time. I don't think they're going to change their MO now. A lot of people saying he's on the way out. I don't think so, especially with our depleted offensive line. Still isn't all the way it should be. So unless we uh, draft an offensive tackle that we want and desire, then maybe I see Mr. Ragmob Green hitting the road. Until then, I don't think so, Tim. I just don't think that that's going to happen. So on that note, uh, that's about that. With a mop. Raiders hire three new assistant coaches. Why do you care? Let me tell you. Oakland Raiders picked up three new coaches, assistant coaches, a Burt Leon, formerly of the Browns, all offensive quality control coach, Rich Scangalero of UC Davis, and Aaron Pelch of Millsaps College. Now, I know these aren't big names. I know these aren't names of coaches that have come from other NFL successful teams, especially the Browns, whose defense was, well, 
less than lackluster for sure last season. Actually, our defense was better than theirs. Um, so, I, you know, what does this mean up to the Raiders? Let me tell you what this means that we hired assistant coaches. This means a lot, and, and let me tell you why. You know, let's not forget about the Sanjay Lal promotion. <laughs> And Adam Henry was promoted, too, to tight ends coach. Uh, Sanjay is, of course, receivers coach. I thought he was going to be head coach. You guys know that. And, um, and John Fossil, of course, was uh, promoted to special teams coach. Now, these guys, <laughs> unlike Sanjay Lau, who is world-renowned, of course, no one knows their names, no one what's, knows what's happening. Initially, Al Davis was not going to fill these backfill these positions. Um, that was kind of the, the, the mentality there. Uh, that was through the grapevine, however, not confirmed. But it seems to me that uh, Tom Cable has had his way with this coaching hire. Uh, one of these assistants played with him before, actually worked with him before in Idaho. And so I think Cable's hand is really in the mix here as far as the coaching staff and getting ready for the, the uh, upcoming camp. And the workouts that we're going through, uh, I believe that Cable is doing pretty good. Uh, along with his speech at the NFL owners meeting, um, did pretty well. I mean, he did bash Jamani. He bashed Jamani pretty good for not showing up uh, to the optional camp, of course, and which is strictly voluntary. But you know what? The guy was right. Um, I got to say, Cable came out, said the right stuff, told the kid exactly what he thought. He's the leader. He wants to be the leader. He's got to work harder than anybody else on the team. That's how he's going to get his respect. That's for damn sure. And Jamani, guess what? He just showed up to camp a week late. So it doesn't show me a whole lot about Jamani. Matter of fact, he was seen going into the facility and was not very happy and didn't have a whole lot to say. Uh, so, good. I hope he got his... Penny's in a bunch, and I hope he gets them straightened out by the time the season starts because he has to realize Cable was 100% correct when he said that this kid has to put in more work, more time, more focus, and needs to get his footwork down. Of course, we all saw it last season. Jamani has terrible footwork, and as soon as a strong breeze comes up, the kid falls to the ground and fumbles the ball. Yeah, 260 pounds. Nice talking to you, kid. You should learn that lesson and come in this year and learn his footwork so we don't have to watch that crap next season. Anyway, enough of that. Three coaches hired does mean that I think Cable and Davis got something going. I think they got a relationship. Hell, maybe that's the right thing. Let's just hope so. My hope is always for the positive. So let's see it. Let's hope it, it happens that way. Looks like Cable's doing some magic. He's working with Al Davis. And uh, it's, it's looking pretty good that way. I like it. You should too. And that's all I have to say about that. Satele joins the Raiders. Tell me something good. That's right, Satele. That's his name. That's right. That's the way I'm pronouncing it, Randy. Get over it. Satele. Satele, center for the 
Miami Dolphins for the last two seasons was actually traded to the Oakland Raiders during the Jake Grove situation where Grovey, he scored, man. I'm really glad, and I'm so glad, that we didn't pay Grove all the money that Miami threw up against him. $29 million, 14.5 guaranteed. Grove didn't do that much for us, and I'll tell you that right now. I expect a whole lot more out of Satele. You know, he's six foot three, 320 pounds, and he is a huge guy. I mean, he's, he's not just huge, and he's not fat. He's strong. He's a strong player, and he's Samoan. I'm going to tell you, uh, do you know any Samoans? If there's any Samoans in the crowd, give me a hoo That's right, because you guys are brutally awesome when it comes to athletics. And I'm going to tell you right now, this kid is no doubt the real deal. I have very high confidence in Satele to be able to move people around. It was said that he couldn't deal with a lot of the larger nose tackles, but he's a young kid. He's 24 years old. You know, come on. He worked against three, four defenses because that's what he did in Miami. And uh, I think we're gonna, he's going to be a great addition here. And uh, the Broncos and the Chiefs are both going to a 3-4. And so we'll be stuck in our old 4-3. But it's nice to see that we'll be going against these guys uh, with someone with some experience. I like the kid. I like him already. I think that he'll do a great job. And with a first name like Samson, you know he's got to be the real deal. I put a lot of faith in this kid. I think he's right. I think he's the good man for the job. And I think he'll beat the shit out of shaky Jake Gross performance in the center. Some people say that he's not the answer, that he's just a stopgap or depth. I have to disagree. And I think that next season you'll see that. He might not play right at first, but I bet you he plays. And I bet you once he gets an opportunity to play, he'll take off. This guy's tenacious. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, um, I'm all about the Samoans. I have great faith in those guys. Anywhere they play in the NFL, they're pretty doggone successful. And, uh, man, I'm happy to get this guy. So you should be pumped about this. This is also going to change our position in the draft. So we got to think about how that's going to happen. And because if we pick up some more linemen, we picked up quite a few already. So uh, that could be a real change in what's going to happen. Matter of fact, let's look at our offensive line. And we'll get into that. Shit, I might as well just do that. I'm making it into the draft situation. We'll blend it all together. So hang on just a second. Let me get to it. Looking at our offensive line, you know, we've got a new center, which is going to make a difference. Of course, we have a new playbook as well with Cable. So it's good that he comes in at this particular time and starts learning a new offense with everybody else as well. 
But let's not forget the play people we already got this year. We got Khalif Barnes, don't forget. And Eric Pears that no one talks about, but he's also a very good lineman. Those two acquisitions are veteran linemen that could come in right away and make a difference. Now, Mario Henderson looked damn good last season, especially the last two games. And I know that Cable is impressed with his performance, as were the whole Raider Nation, because our running game was on fire. Let's not forget about the red hair wonder, Paul McQuiston. That guy is still on the move. He's still on the way up. Very strong, very forceful. And I think he'll be good depth for our roster. And I like him as a player. And I think he'll just continue to get better. So the only thing we have to worry about now is if good old Cornell Ragmop Green <laughs> is dropped from the team. I just don't see that happen, like I said before. And I do not think that, that that's uh, something that Al Davis really doesn't do, especially for something that he might even understand. You know, Al Davis might understand it just as well as we do. But I'm sure the league's going to give him a penalty of some kind, and that's not going to be good for us. So let's just see. Who do we pick up on the draft? Now, I've been touting about the offensive line for some time. I think we've made some strides, some improvements. I do think that we might need to take a center, but I just certainly don't think at number seven. Some people think we should trade with the Eagles for their two choices. Hmm, I don't think so because I don't think Al ever trades down, and I really haven't seen very many trades in a very long time. Uh, that doesn't mean that say that the Raiders won't do it this season, but I just don't think so. I will tell you what I think the Raiders really need. And I'm going to tell you this right now. We need defensive tackles. We need defensive ends. We need the defense that can take the run out of the game. You know, for the last six seasons, we have been burnt on the running game. I mean burnt. We need someone in the middle like Rajay, BJ Raji, that'll stuff the run. Or Maliuga at linebacker, and that's even a stretch. But we need to have a defensive Okapo. Let's got to have a defensive end, man. We got to have someone to stop the run, someone to help Burgess out on the outside. We need a safety. We need defense that can stop the run. Because I'm going to tell you, this opener that we have on Monday night with the doggone chargeless, boltless, nutless chargers or dead batteries, <laughs> sexy Raider chick likes to say it. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I am sick and freaking tired of those assholes running the ball down our ass. I'm telling you. And I'm sure you are too. And I think the Oakland Raiders, as good a defense as, we, as we've had, we've had some excellent games, like I've said. But any premier runner, and look at the AFC West. LaDamian Tomlinson. Johnson, who's ahead, Casey, might not even be at the team. LaDamian's getting old. He's getting old in the head for sure, but he's getting old in the body as well. And anybody that Denver throws at us is usually pretty good. We have to stop the run. We have just got to do it because we cannot contend with the amount of yards and points that get put up in a fiercely short amount of time when we cannot stop these running backs. They score early and often, and we're done. That's how the game goes, just like that. So my choice would be, if we had to definitely have to get a center or a defense or an offensive tackle somewhere, 
But I go, if I'm at number seven, man, I'm going defensive line, defensive end. And that's where we need to be for sure. And I think we could go down the line and maybe pick up a wide receiver or maybe pick up, you know, a, a center too for sure because it's a good draft. It's a good draft for us. Number seven, this draft is a good draft. All those numbers work out well. We gave up our number six pick for uh, our center, and I thought that was a good move. You watch, man. Cable knows linemen. He's going to get this kid and put him in there and turn him into a monster. I can't wait. Now, this Crabtree action, don't even say the word Macklin. Is that the guy's name? Please. Please. We don't need a speedster that can't catch the ball. Michael Crabtree would be a good pickup. I wouldn't get pissed if we picked him. But it's certainly not what we need. We need to stop the doggone run so we can start, you know, addressing our offense. Listen, if we're behind by three touchdowns by the half, you know, how how has it how has it been for us to come back from behind? We did a good job the last two games, but that's not our scenario. We don't want to have that happening every we don't have to come back from a deficit in the third quarter. Uh, that's not how you win football games. You win football games by being ahead and staying ahead. And you don't do that by letting somebody run all over your ass. And I, I just think that's where we need to go. I'm going to stick with that one right now. We need a defensive end or we need a defensive tackle. And it really, uh, there's all kinds of good guys out there. You guys would bring all the names out. But I'm going to tell you, those are the positions we need to fill right now with those two positions. I don't mind going later on. Uh, with a, a an offensive player, a, a wide receiver, perhaps. Um, but I, you know, uh, I just hope we don't get Crabtree because if we do, then it could be a while before we uh, we stop the run. Uh, we need to get some defensive players in there, and I just think the money is it's time to spend some money on the D because uh, I as a fan am tired of watching people run down our ass. Now, there's another guy, Darius Howard, Bay. You know, it's three-name name, who's another great wide receiver, I think. I think he might be a good pickup, too. Um, I just... (laughs) Gosh. I just think that we need to stop people running the ball on us. And that's what we got to do. And that's what I think we should do. But we shall see. Less than a month. Draft day's coming, folks. I'm kind of pumped. I know you are too. All right. The next story. We got some prime time. On Monday night.
got two primetime games, Raider Nation. Can you believe it? After six, yes, count them, six seasons with 11 or more losses. I know nobody will let you forget that. I hear it all the time. Big deal. Let's not talk about the Lions or Tampa Bay or even New England, lovely New England Patriots, America's team. Yeah. Those guys were losers way longer, way more than the Raiders have ever been. Don't let me get into it. But the Oakland Raiders open against the San Diego Chargers, nutless, boatless Chargers. On a Monday night, on the 14th of September, I will be there, as I know many of you will be, watching the Oakland Raiders. (laughs) And yes, I think this will be the 10th straight opener, and this will be the 11th. Um, There's 10 straight openers we've lost. I'm going to tell you right now off the bat. Um, I'm tired of it. I bet you Cable's tired of it. I know our team's tired of it. And there's some people that are saying that, that it's a bummer. Now, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, gosh, it's a curse. But the more I think about it, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I think this team has to prove, not just to me as a fan and to you as a fan, that they're worthy. But I think we got to shut up and shut down the mainstream media the first game of the season. And don't don't get me wrong, they're not going to turn around and fall in love with us because they're going to say it was a fluke, they wanted a fluke, it was all a fluke, whatever this fluke thing is. we got to come out and prove on Monday night that we can kick some ass. It's a division game. It's in our house. We need to win this game to get to the championship. Championship? Playoffs? Playoffs? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? You bet your ass. Playoffs. Because that's what I'm thinking. And any Raider fan that ain't thinking playoffs, they must not be a very good fan. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, so far I got no reason not to think that we're going to make it to the playoffs this year. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're thinking. But what I see and the chemistry I see and what's happening so far hasn't been a foot dropping yet. I'm going to tell you, I feel damn good about our direction. And I think that we can beat their ass in our Coliseum. And I think they're afraid of it. They should be because I think things are changing around here in Oakland. Now, we also have another game against the Cowboys. Yes, America's real team. Whatever. Okay. Now, that game is also televised for Thanksgiving. And, yet again, I don't know how the Oakland Raiders rated this. I don't know. I, because it's the 50th anniversary of the AFL, perhaps. I don't know. Um, I just think this. I just think that the Oakland Raiders, it's time. We, need the, we did it before. We did it against Tampa Bay. That was prime time. When we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether you want to believe it or not, that was prime time. And everybody watched that game. And uh, they thought we were going to lose that one. And lo and behold, it was amazing what happened. Now, wasn't it? I am not afraid of Monday night. You should not be afraid of Monday night, Raider Nation, because think about the countless Mondays that the Oakland Raiders kicked ass. That's all I got to say. Uh, and it's not going to take a, you know, 
a miracle for them to come back and kick some ass again. I'm going to tell you that right now. I believe we have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. I truly do. With the caliber of players we have and the potential involved, you know, don't forget about the Bush. Don't forget about D-Mac. Let's not forget about Johnny Lee. We got some good Morrison. Let's not, hey, Samoa. We got some good-ass young players on this team. We can make it. I'm telling you. And I am pumped about the 2009 Oakland Raiders, as you should be too. Just have to have a couple more things fall into place, folks, and you watch. So don't be afraid of Monday night or primetime. The Raider Nation will be putting it in everybody's face, everybody's face, when we're victorious. I'm telling you right now. That's what I got to say about that. All right. Let's hit the bone line. Bad of the bone. You guys are known to them by mine now. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. You guys know it. So now we're going to hit the bone line. And who's first on the calling line? It's Raider Yanni. What you got to say, partner? <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? Anyways, this is Raider Yanni. So, I was looking online, stuff about the Raiders, and I noticed that we're restructuring a lot of contracts, like Vargas, uh, I think we got Kelly and Walker in there, a couple more people too. But I was wondering if you thought we uh, were doing this for a reason, maybe to get someone or just save cap room uh, in a trade or something. I don't know. Anyways, um, Raider Nation for life. Bye. Well, I think they're restructuring the, a lot of these contracts because there's a whole lot of m- money due, and they have to stay under the cap because the draft is coming. The more in room you really have when you approach the draft, especially when you know you're going to have to spend a lot, and number seven is not a cheap pick. They're going to have to spend some dollars for that. Uh, we have an uncapped year next year. There's a lot of rumblings about that, too. Uh, I do believe that the, the players see that the Raiders need to have some room in order to get this next next draft pick, and actually all of them for that matter. So it's a good thing to have extra room if you need it, but I think the Raiders are so close to it that we had to make some contract moves. The cool thing about that, though, is the players were willing to do it. That is very important. So check that out. It means there's some unity in that locker room, and you got to love that. All right, who's next? We have Young Raider. In the house. Let's hear it, man. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? It's Young Raider calling in, checking in with my nation. Let's try to get this turned around. I want to talk about a few things. Uh, looks like we got Khalees Barnes. That's a great pickup because, uh, you know, we got to protect Jamarcus any way we can. I think it frees up a pick that we can do in the draft. Looks like Tom Cable and Al Davis are working together and not against each other. I love to see that. Looks like Cable's influence isn't just reaching the locker room, but the front office. You got to love it. You got to love it. Uh, Next, I want to talk about the draft. Got that coming up. I think the Khalif Barnes signing actually freed up what we can do in the draft. I know a lot of people talking about Crabtree. I'm not so sure about that pick. Uh, My pick would be Brian Arakpo, defensive end. Because if you think of our uh, defense is bad now, what happens when Burgess leaves? Everybody knows he's in a contract, but not many people know that his contract's getting ready to come up. So 
if our defense is bad now, what happens if he leaves? I'm not sure if Al Davis is going to bring him back or not. So Brian Arakpo and Trevor Scott look pretty good to me. Uh, not Jeremy Macklin, though. I, I can't see him in the silver and black. We already got a guy named Johnny Lee Higgins. Macklin basically does the same thing as he does, and I like the way Higgins eats up space, so Jeremy Macklin is not the pick at number seven. Uh, I think wide receiver is still a need. We got Javon Walker, who I hate personally. That dude is super, super whack. I don't I don't even know why Al tried to convince him not to retire. I just... I just don't get it. Uh, I like Shillings and Higgins, of course, but after that, you know, we don't really have nobody else. I know we're talking about Ashley Lee. He's not signed yet, so wide receiver is still a pick that we got to pick up in this draft. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting Brian Robisky in the second round. I think that would be a good pickup. Uh, in the third round, you got to go defensive tackle. got to go outside linebacker. got to be one of those two. And then the Jabril Wilson signing, or the release, rather. Gosh, that pissed me off. Because now that's a whole other need we got to get. And if we pass up a safety in this draft, you're you're looking at another bad defensive year, like period. So uh, we got a lot of things we got to do in this draft, guys. I know that the last show y'all were talking about the draft, but uh, we got to find a way to get this turned around. Let's get some depth at the same time, because what are we going to do at fullback? Is Oren O'Neill, you know, coming off that injury well? You know, that's questions that we don't know right now. So, uh, you know, let's see if we can get this turned around. Uh, One last thing I want to talk about is Michael Huff. I know a lot of people consider him a bust. I understand why. Let's hope he can get it turned around. It took Namdi a while to become that pro bowler, so let's see if Michael Huff can get it turned around. I heard on the Raider cast, in fact, that maybe we should try Huff at cornerback, put him in some nickel packages or something like that because I like Stanford route, but whenever he tries to make a play for the ball, you know, his timing is off. So what if we had a bigger cornerback to play in them packages, those nickel packages, and then we got Nam, Chris Johnson, and Michael Huff as defensive backs rather than Michael Huff at safety. I think that's something we should look at. And if it doesn't work out, well, then he got to go, and we got to try again. But uh, let's try to get this turned around because I'm looking for a playoff season. I know everybody else is. 7-9, 8-8, wouldn't be bad, but I really want the playoffs this year. I really want the playoffs. So go Raiders. Let's see if we can get this turned around. Let's do it. Man, you hit on a lot of stuff. Khalif Barnes, great thing. Um, of course, you have to understand that. The Cables thing with Al, I agree with that 100%. I think they're getting along very good. Uh, Burgess will be gone next year because he's been asking for more money, deserves more money, and I think unless they pay him more money next season, I don't see it happening. I think he will be gone. Trevor Scott is a great defensive end, and we do need another one. Okay? Okapo, well, you know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. We need to have someone to stop that run on the other side to rush the passer. Not Macklin. Macklin's a head case. He's fast. He can't catch the ball. Don't forget Drew Carter, and of course, Ali's not signed yet, but I expect that to happen. I don't see anybody going after Ashley Lee, and I think we'll be able to get him. Uh, Michael Huff, yeah, he's fast, but uh, he's just not doing it. And I don't think he's going to work at defensive back, because I just don't think he has the guts to hit that hard. And he hasn't, done, he hasn't proved it. You know, Huff Daddy, I like the guy, he's a very cool cat, 
But man, unless he picks his game up and starts hitting some football helmets together, uh, excuse me, not helmets, that'd be a penalty, but um, he's going he's gonna to be out. A Stanford route I don't think is fast enough to be safety. Uh, maybe, but I just don't think he is. And I just see Stanford Rouse being another one of those guys that doesn't have take a good angle on the ball like Gibson and Buchanan. Um, that's what I see out of him. I think Huff is our safest choice at safety right now unless we draft somebody we want to check out. Uh, but great call, man. Good things, good hits all the way around. Thanks for the call, brother. Very good. All right, who's on the line now? We got Aztec Raider. Right here from lovely, sunny Santa Rosa, California. What you got to say, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, how you doing? This is Aztec Raider calling from Santa Rosa, California. Calling to say uh, good job with the podcast. Really enjoy listening to it. One of my things that I like to look forward to in the off-season. But the reason I'm calling is because for the second week in a row, you've dogged my man Tommy Kelly. You, comp- you were comparing Kelly with Hainsworth, which I think is a bad comparison because they play different positions. So I want to take a look at the numbers, show you a little bit what I'm looking at. Hainsworth plays nose tackle for the Titans and posted 51 tackles, 8.5 sacks, and 3 forced fumbles, which is why he's making $100 million. Sands, who plays nose tackle for the Raiders, posted 29 tackles, two sacks, and zero forced fumbles, which is pretty fucking pathetic. Tony Brown is a DD who lines up next to Hainsworth. He posted 52 tackles, four sacks, and zero forced fumbles. Kelly, who lines up to one of the biggest pieces of craps to play nose tackle in the league, Tommy managed to post 55 tackles, four and a half sacks, and zero forced fumbles. These numbers were better than Browns, who lines up next to Hainsworth, who we all know is worth $100 million. In my opinion, I think Kelly did pretty good. I think he held his own. He did pretty decent last year. Uh, We also have to keep in mind, though, that this was Tommy Kelly's first year under the three technique. We've been using him as a defensive end in the past, and I think now that he's got a year under his belt, he's got a little bit more feel for the position. I think we're going to see what this guy really has to offer here pretty soon enough, why we offered him that contract. Uh, which is another reason why I think he got a fat contract was because he can go back and forth between defensive tackle and defensive end. So that's my take, Raider Greg. So you have a good day, and go Raiders! I appreciate the uh, props on the show, brother. And as far as Tommy Kelly goes... I just say he still isn't worth $50 million. He's not the $50 million tackle. When you talk about someone with a $50 million, $50 million contract, you want someone who's in the NFL highlights. Kelly should be making some highlights for that kind of money, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, man. But uh, the, 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 the idea that he has to learn a three-tech league, that's a good thing. It's a good hit. Perhaps this year, I want to see him do it. I want to see him get in the news. I want to see him blow some people up. Because he's getting $50 million to make it happen. And, uh, you know, if he wasn't making that much money, I probably wouldn't point a finger at him. But, man, he's on the hot seat. He's got a lot of money. He better start uh, turning the motor up, you know what I mean? Hey, I like Kelly. I, I, 
I was a Kelly advocate, man. Trust me, I wanted to keep the guy. I just think that he could turn it up a notch. And as far as, far as Turdell Sands, need I say more? Thanks for the call, brother. Keep him coming. All right, who's next? We have Rada Tristan from NYC, man. You're in hostile territory over there. I know the Jets and Giants got to be working you. Over. What you got to say, man? Hi, my name is Tristan. I'm a Raider fan here in New York. And I just want to say, go Raiders. And we're doing a good job in free agency. And also, I would like to uh, give up my uh, mock draft. So uh, hopefully, we'll get Crabtree, number one. It's a good decision for Al Davis. You know, he's going to help us a lot. And uh, my second round pick would actually be an Al Davis pick. It's going to be a Michael Johnson from Georgia Tech. Uh, he has speed, and he would actually learn from Derek Burgess and even from uh, Trevor Scott, who is very high uh, this year. My third pick would be a defensive tackle, Ron Brace from Boston College or Terrence Taylor from Michigan. Uh, he would actually help us uh, on our D-line, stop the run. My fourth-round pick and uh, safety falls into our laps. Either um, Michael uh, Hamlin from Clemson or um, David Bruton from Notre Dame. So uh, I guess that's my pick for now. Go Raiders and let's be optimistic. Go Raiders, we believe. Bye. Well, good call. I mean, uh, I agree with some of your draft picks. Actually, the second, third, uh, fourth round, those all are very possible picks. However, I just don't think the number one should be Crabtree. Like I said, I won't be disappointed. I just don't think he's all that. I mean, he's all he's been touted as being all that, but I just don't think he's all that, honestly. Um, so I, I really think uh, defensive end, some monster, would be a, a great great pickup or a nose tackle. A defensive tackle would be good, too. Um, but... Like I said, those are good choices. You did a good job. So keep them coming, man. Keep these calls coming. We need all the cerebral players uh, in here on the show. Everybody's welcome. You know what I mean. All righty. Who's next on the line now? We got Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. What you got to say, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. They signed uh, Justin Miller with other guys like uh, Chris Morris, John Condo, Ricky Brown. And who in the hell is Jason Horton? <laughs> There's still questions about uh, Ashley Lalee and, and uh, Drew Carter. There's still a lot of uh, guys that we need to look at, like um, Alan Kendrick from, um, I think he's from Minnesota, and uh, Tank Johnson. You know, that's on the defense side of the ball. But uh, on the offensive side, uh, we've got John Runyon out, still out there uh, that uh, tackle from uh, Philadelphia. And uh, I know that the uh, Raiders are still talking to uh, Duke Preston from Buffalo, his center. You know, he, he'll be a pretty good acquisition to pick up. The Raiders just um, gave up their fourth and sixth uh, draft picks for uh, Samson Sattel from uh, Miami. 
No, I don't know if that was a good pick, guys, but um, I think they were better off going with uh, Duke Preston from Buffalo or, or just, you know, sticking to the draft and going after Alex Mack out of uh, California. But I don't know. Let's see what he's see what he's got up his sleeve. You know, we'll see what uh, Tom Cable's got in store. And also, uh, they picked up Jason Horton, and I've been looking on some, at some uh, film on this guy. He plays a pretty good man, but um, you know, other than that, I don't know. Um, I don't know his tackling skills. I don't. I don't know how good he plays the zone, because you know they're gonna be playing a lot of that stupid zone. But you know, other than that, you know, they got Justin Miller, just like you were hoping. And about Drew Carter and uh, Ashley Lalee, I, don't, I haven't heard anything on that yet. But uh, I'm still hoping that they uh, they fix that offensive line because, you know, you're right. They they really needed to protect uh, Jamarcus Russell so he could be really effective in that box, you know. So, you know, we could sit here and talk about building an offensive line for Jamarcus. But you know what? Is it going to take Jamarcus Russell, the leadership, to carry out? his part of the deal and run that offensive line down the field like a leader. And, you know, I just read this article here, and, I'm, you know, he does have a good point here. I guess he was referring to, you know, missing a meeting before a San Diego Charger game. He blew off the TV producers, and then he's talking about how he uh, missed uh, voluntary uh, training I guess he's trying to call them out and say, you know what, if we're, if we're going to be a productive offense, you know, we could have the strongest offensive line, you know, push motherfucking D, the D-line back 10 yards. But you know what, if we're not going to have a good leader like, like you know, Joe Flacco or uh, Matt Ryan, you know, I guess that's what he's pointing to. You know, he wants Jamarcus to be that type of, you know, quarterback and and pulling out a good year, you know. So I guess, you know, it's, it's all going to come down to what, you know, what Jamarcus does, you know, he's got to get this, you know, take this motherfucker by the horns and just, you know, go forward with it and just show him that he's the man on that offensive line or else we ain't doing jack squat. So, you know, it's all what uh, Jamarcus Russell does. What's your uh, what's your take on this, uh, Raider Greg? Raider Nation, stay true, man. I know we're going to we'll still be a uh, playoff contending team. Peace. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm sure glad that they got Justin Miller. And as far as uh, Ashley Lalee and uh, Drew Carter, I think Carter still, the injury might be an issue. They haven't signed him because of that. Maybe they're going to make get, make a deal. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see because he still got injured, right? So we're still, we got to find out what happened to him. And maybe he's not able to come back. I don't know. As far as Lalee goes, I think they're just waiting to see who's going to try to give him some money. And then... Uh, find out from there and get him on a bargain, you know, because he'll work. Uh, and I don't, for, as far as this Horton guy goes, I, I looked a little bit, couldn't find a lot. I'm like you. Uh, I think he's just uh, going to be one of those guys out there that they use, you know, as a, as a training, you know what I mean? And Jay Russ, you know what? You're right, man. I'm going to tell you, if he doesn't get it together and man up and grab his sack and man up, you know what I'm saying, and and lead this team to victory, well, then it don't matter what we get in the draft. It don't matter who we get in free agency because that's where it starts. starts with him in the huddle like Gannon was a monster. He told people, you, you, you do your job, man. You do your job. And he was very serious and passionate about it, and I think Jamarcus better straighten up. He just got into camp after a week 
Uh, you know, it is optional. However, uh, it's not optional. It's not optional for the $60 million man not to make those those things unless you got a good reason. You never know, man. Someone was sick, something happened, a little drama. Uh, that can happen too. Everybody has a life. I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. This is his season, though. You know, this is no excuses after this year because I think Cable's going to fix the line. Good enough for him to have time. And if his feet are fumbling around like they were the last two years, well, then, you know, he's going to find himself on the trade block or on the couch, one or the other, I think. So we better get it together and find some leadership, grab him, if you know what I'm saying, and make it work. Great call, great comments, brother. Keep them coming, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, who's next on the line? We have Raider Rico in the house. Raider Nation, this is Raider Rico, and I just found out that we got two primetime games, and instead of being excited, I am shocked and appalled. How on God's green earth did we get two primetime games, especially to open the season and the Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys? And we haven't won a season opener since 2002. We haven't won a primetime game. We've only won one primetime game since 2002, and that was against the Buccaneers, as memorable as that was. It does not make up for our blowouts and our shutouts that we have witnessed under the lights year after year, and I'm sick of it. And unfortunately, our team just doesn't play well at night. We just don't. We haven't played a good night game in... So long, I don't even know how to think back that far. I'm pessimistic about it. I don't feel good about it. Uh, Monday night, being live at the Monday night game last year, completely crushed all hope and confidence I have with the Raiders trying to play at night. Hopefully, they will prove me wrong, and we'll have to see. Go Raiders! Well, man, you know what? I'm going to say that's some bullshit. I was there at the Monday Nightmare, too. I was there at that Monday Nightmare. It was terrible. Uh, and I've been at every other Monday Nightmare at home as well. But I don't think the Raiders are going to do that. I don't think they're going to shit out of the egg. I think they're going to come and raise the occasion and play ball and win this ball game. And then set the AFC West back on their ass. And I think that's what we got to do. We cannot run and hide. We must continue to fight. And that's what I'm saying. I'm a fighting as a fan, and I think our team better fight and get their shit together, and I'm not joining their pity party or any of that bullshit. It's time to turn this shit around and, and take it to the playoffs, and I think this is a perfect season to do it. By winning both primetime games, we'll have the entire country watching the Oakland Raiders. And that's what I'm talking about, and that's what I mean, and that's what I'm hoping for, and I know you are too, brother. But uh, I know I felt a little funky at the beginning, too. But, nah, we're going to kick some ass, and that's what I'm saying. All right, who's next? Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida, man. Let me hear it. Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. What's happening, partner? <clears throat> um, well, I wanted to call about that uh, I just saw the uh, NFL schedule. And the Raiders, again, have a Monday night game with San Diego. Well, hopefully this year we can do something. I mean, the last couple Monday night games have been embarrassments. Well, actually, more than the last couple, I should say. 
But I think this year, hopefully, we can turn around. We got the Chargers, you know, at home again. So hopefully, we can turn it around and maybe, you know, uh, put a win. We should have beat at least San Diego the first time we played them last year. But uh, our defense ran out of gas, basically, and LT went off in the fourth quarter. So, um, so hopefully, this year we can, you know, build a this defense should be stronger against the run and, you know, win this game. Um, also, I uh, wanted to make a comment. I see Cornell can't block green, rested for domestic violence. Well, <clears throat> that pretty much chalks his career, with us at least. I think he was out the door. I think he was hanging on by a loose thread, but I think that's going to pretty much put him over the top. So won't be surprised that he's eventually released um, unless we just need him for a backup. Because I think that's what he was going to agree to play anyway this year. And as far as uh, I see we got the center, Sattel, from uh, Miami, so it sounds like we basically swapped centers. Um, I was reading a little bit about this guy. Supposedly he had a little trouble against some bigger defensive tackles, but still did shaky grow too, so at least we didn't hardly pay that much for him. And the guy's pretty young. He's from Hawaii, and uh, he's uh, only 24 years old. So our line is very young if you look at it all the way across. So, you know, maybe with the zone blocking scheme is maybe what he needed. So that, that's a good pickup. So I'm very impressed right now with what the Raiders have done. We haven't overspent for anybody. We've gotten that line together like we need to to protect Jamarcus and to help improve our running game. So that's the key. So hopefully in the draft – Maybe we address at least the other side of the ball. And I'm, my main concern, hopefully they can get a defensive end. I think that's what we should get on our first pick because we're, we need a pass rush because, you know, pass rush has been lacking. Even though Trevor Scott showed some flashes, I think he may be only a situational uh, type player. Um, I'm not sure if he's big enough to stop the run, but maybe, you know, maybe he will get, he can improve on that. So, and maybe Jay Richardson be, can become more of a pass rusher instead of a, you know, he's more of a run-stopping type defensive end. And, of course, we got my man Grayson Gunheim, so, you know, maybe we can improve there. But, again, I'm impressed with what Al and Cable are doing. They seem to be on the same page trying to build this organization within the youth movement, you know, just re-signing these young guys. I heard minicamp, they had 100% participation, basically, voluntary minicamp. So that's great. Well, I guess I'm looking forward to see where we go in the draft. I really don't want Crabtree. I don't think we need him. We've got three other good young receivers, I believe. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about Shield because he got hurt, but actually I heard he was doing pretty good mini mini camp until he got hurt. So I think he's going to be pretty good. So I know we got Shilling and Higgins. I don't think we need another receiver. If we do get a receiver, I think we need to wait in the later rounds to get one because we got all those guys in the later round. Higgins was third round. Shilling was a sixth round. And uh, Shields was a third rounder, so we can get a quality receiver, not blow it in the first round. I think we need to get some, a guarantee, good player, uh, or try to get something. You know, if we get something on the defensive side, we won't may have not pay as much as we would a wide receiver. Hopefully, so I'm thinking the defensive end or a linebacker. That's I think what we need to go for, and then the later rounds for wide receiver and maybe a safety. Uh, but that's about it. So um, anyway, like I said, it's calling about uh, the schedule. We got the, of course, Raiders Monday night again, and then I forgot to mention that we're on Thanksgiving night with the Cowboys. So that should be a good game. So hopefully, I can get out to uh, 
the Mecca this year. I'm thinking I probably might try to make that first game. If not, I'll try to get in, get out there for another game. Or if that doesn't work, you know, Texas is not that far from Florida, so maybe I can make that Thanksgiving game. So, anyway, uh, Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, you know what? You sound a whole lot like Raider Craig. <laughs> a lot of your points, man. I agree all of them. Actually, every one of them. Um, and I guess great minds think alike. So as far as you getting over to Oakland, man, you better get your ass on a plane and get on out here. And that season opener, man, if you've never been, which I probably, you probably have, but you got to make it. If you have been, then you'll be here. Because there ain't nothing like that first game of the season in the Mecca at the Black Hole in Oak Town, California. There is nothing like it. So get over here, man. You get on the tailgate. We have some beer. Have some fun. That goes for all you guys. It's all fun. Make it that opener if you can. It's a real deal, man. It is the bomb. Okay, who's next on the line? We have my good partner, Raul Oliveros. What you got to say, my brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raul Oliveros. And the Raiders are in the news. In the news. That's right, my friends. They're in the third watch. They're in the kickoff to the season. And they're even trading for players. First of all, let's talk about that third. Mr. Cornhole Green, or whatever your name is. What's wrong with you, man? You're not supposed to be hitting women, brother. Never hit a woman. You want to hit somebody? Try to hit me, man. Try. On the other front, I think that was a pretty decent trade. Um, we're working on our offensive line, which I really like. We picked up that uh, left tackle from Jacksonville, who's got some work to do. We got us a center from Miami. Our offensive line is starting to straighten up. I like that. I like that. Now... Monday Night Football, here we go again. Another Monday Night Opener. I hope it's not like last year. I'm really anticipating it. I'm really looking forward to it. And then, end it all off, my Thanksgiving is set against the Dallas Cowboys. Woo-wee! The afternoon game on CBS is Raiders against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas minus T.O. Cowboys which should be for an interesting game. I'm really excited about what's been going on, Raider Nation. Hope everybody's doing good. Hope from here on out all the news that we get is great. And no more turds. But other than that, hope everybody's doing great. Step of fire, Raider Nation. Paulo Oliveros. And I'm out. <laughs> yeah, man. That's right. Things are looking good, huh? Oh, you were there, man. You had your heart ripped out on Monday night. I was there, too. It was something. You were stunned. People were walking around like the zombies. You could have made a zombie movie in the parking lot. No doubt. But uh, let's not have that shit again. I ain't looking at it that way. We were making some improvements. Let's hope that uh, we can keep moving. And as far as Cornell, rag mop green. <laughs> Beating your woman with a mop ain't the answer, partner. Okay, who's next on the line? That's something else. 
What a knucklehead. Okay. Look who we have here. We have... Obi-Wan Raider. <laughs> what you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? This is Obi-Wan Raider, formerly of Bellflower, California, out here in Houston, Texas. Uh, out here representing the Raider Nation out here. There's a big contingency of us out here, and uh, I'm really looking forward to finding out uh, how we're going to do on this Thanksgiving Day game against Dallas, man. I'm really pumped. I really think this is the year that the silver and the black are going to be back, and we're going to upgrade from standard cable to HD cable, baby. I'm really confident in Tom Cable's ability to go ahead and plug in people like Khalif Barnes and Samson Sahateli that we picked up from uh, Miami. I mean, this kid was a beast when he was out there in Hawaii. I mean, I really thought we were going to draft him instead of drafting um, uh, Grove like we did. That being said, uh, with the moves that Al Davis and uh, Tom Cable are making right now, you can tell they're a lot more thought out than they have been in previous years. Rather than just throwing money out there, they're looking for younger players. They're looking for players the way the Raiders used to. Players that still had a lot left in the tank and were still young. Um, I'd be really, really happy if we can go ahead and get B.J. Raji with the number seven pick. Um, I like Crabtree, but I just don't think that's a need for us right now, and I don't like Macklin. Some people are saying we should pick up uh, Ray Ray Maluga, or we should pick up um, Brian Arakpo. You know, both those guys are good. I just don't see them being a number seven pick as far as being that good. If Eugene Monroe was able to fall down to us by some twist of fate, yes. Jason um, Smith, yes. Uh, B.J. Raji, yes. Uh, I want to stay away from the other guys, including Andre Smith. I mean, at his pro day, I was watching on NFL Network. I mean, the guy just looked totally out of shape. I mean, he only benched the 225 19 times. That's sad when you figure that Harvey from Florida benched it 25 times, and the kid is about 200 pounds lighter. I just want to say a big shout-out. Uh, even though I'm not in California anymore, I'm still repping the silver and black out here and driving my wife nuts with it. But that's my job as a Raider fan. Raider TJ, just want to say what's up to you, man, all right? I'll talk to you guys later. And I forget your name, but the Raider fan calling from Stone Mountain, Georgia, I love hearing you on the bone line, man. You fucking rock, dude. Fuck the Broncos, fuck the Chargers, and fuck Kansas City. All right, Obi-Wan Raider out. Yeah, man, I'm feeling it this year, too, and thanks for representing down there in Texas, bro. And definitely going to have to be sporting your silver and black during Raiders week down there when we play the Cowgirls down there at the new Dallas Stadium. Yeah, man, you got, you're in hostile territory, but I know there's a big contingency of Raider Nation down there. See if you can get up here for a game. That's cool. Uh, I agree with you on the draft situation. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think Maliuga's a stretch at number seven, maybe, but I don't think so. I think he's got a lot of potential. But I do think one thing for sure. I think the team is stable. I think we all feel it's stable. Um, Cable does look like he's uh, HD. Looks like it's doing good. Looks like him and Al are together. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I agree with you with all our opponents in the AFC West. They can just blow. All right. Who's next on the line? We have Virginia Raider. Great, man. It's great to hear your voice. Good to have you come back. Let's hear what you got to say, man. Always good to hear from you. Go for it. 
is up Raider Nation. This is Virginia Raider. Not much going on. I'm trying to get fired up for the draft and uh been listening to NFL radio on my serious uh they hadn't said much. Um what they have been saying was of course about the Samson Satali trade, um, the center from, from uh Miami. Swapping fourth round picks and, and giving up a six for a second round pick that's only been in the league two years. Hell, I mean, shit, I can't I can't complain about that. Uh um he's he's a good a good kid. Um he's got a, a a lot of potential from what I've seen and heard about him. I loved it. I love the trade. It's a guy cable wanted, a guy cable liked and they were able to get him. He was surprised. Yeah, no. That says good things not only for the team being active, um, going out and getting guys, good guys at that. But Cable does have a say or two in what the hell is going on around uh, Raider Nation. So um, that's, a, that's a good thing. Um, I always want the head coach to have a little bit of say. and uh, well, We know in the Raider Nation it's only going to be a little bit. But at least this is an Al Davis kind of guy, and uh, I like him a lot. But um, anyway, everything else is quiet. Just waiting for the draft, and um, hopefully it's going to be a, a good draft. You know who I want. I want Eugene Monroe, but I don't think we'll get him. I think he'll be gone. Uh, but I want Iraq Poe or Raji. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. That's really all I've got for this week. Peace. Well, there has been a lot going on, especially with the mop beating and uh, what's happening with Satele. Uh, I think, too, Cable is is putting his two cents in, and Al's listening to him, especially with the assistants they hired. And uh, it's looking good, man. It doesn't look like as dysfunctional as the other teams in the AFC West. Actually, we look like we're pretty stuck on stable. I never thought I'd say that, but... It's looking good, man. Cable looks good. Our team looks good. Arakpo, Monroe, I don't think we're going to see him, but I, that's why I haven't even said his name because he ain't going to make it to Oakland. Who knows, though, man? Stranger things have happened. I hope it does because that could really strengthen our defense. We need it. We need to stop the run. We need to stop LaDamian Tomlinson. All right. Who's next on the line? Oh, we have the one, the only, Crusader Raider! Hello, Raider Nation. Randy, cue the music. The Crusader Raider is back in town. Hello, guys. Well, we've got the uh, NFL season opener announced here today. Uh, looks like it's a, a 4 a.m. start for us people here in England as we watch the Raiders take on the Chargers on Monday night stroke. Tuesday morning football, as we like to call it here, as the game will start at 4 a.m. our time, finishing most likely 7.30 a.m. Tuesday morning, just in time for us to go straight to work. But hey, that's Raider football. Uh, looking forward to the Thanksgiving game as well with the Cowboys. At least we get to watch that one at a decent time. And who knows, depending upon how the schedule pans out, uh, maybe the Crusader Raider and Big Dave Chapman may be in town still or over your side of the, the world when we play the Cowboys at Thanksgiving as we normally make our trip uh, over to make our crusade in, uh, in November time. 
obviously that will all be dependent upon next month's uh, uh, main schedule release when it comes out and then we can plan the 09 crusade to Oakland and wherever else we can afford to go because the dollar's not good against the pound anymore oh two to the pound last year this year we're lucky to get 1.3 to the pound but hey it's Raider football we'll have to push the boat out and, 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 and go for it still as usual very optimistic for the 09 season let's hope Coach Cable keeps the momentum going and can take the team forward this year the AFC West looks like a division we can win we should win and who knows you know the Cardinals got through from their division with a with a nine and seven, why can't the Raiders get through, and why can't we do something this year? Let's hope we can uh, can push on for that. I'd like to thank those uh, those guys who nominated me as an MVP fan uh, to go to the Pro Bowl a few podcasts back. Uh, we did have a chuckle with that one over here. Um, you know, you're not wrong there. You know, it is a it is an MVP fan who who travels five and a half, six miles once or twice a year to come and watch his Raiders. But uh, hey, I've been doing it for years now, and nothing's going to stop me. Uh, uh, coming over there and being part of our family. But it's a team event, it's a family event, you know, we're all part of it, in the good and the bad times, it's just the last five or six seasons, there's been thousands of miles, but not much joy on the field, but lots of fun outside in the, in the, in the stadiums and the parking lot. Um, finally, a great picture there on the, on the front page there a while back, uh, from the Commitment to Excellent Dinner. Uh, a fantastic picture that I saw there, and we—I think it's watch out Daniel Craig time because looking at Juan and Raider Mike there, dressed in their nice dinner suits and bow ties and what have you, I thought they were going for nominations uh, to come along and be the next James Bond. Who knows, uh, Raider Mike or Juan as as Bond? Oh, I don't know. Um, we're looking forward to the Wembley game here uh, in October when we're watching the Pats uh, against the Buccaneers here in London. Sold out again within hours, the same as it has been the last three or four years. Uh, um, let's hope we, we, we still push and hope for our franchise one day. Uh, and then it's on to Oakland, so roll on the football season. Thanks, Greg and Randy, for all your hard work as uh, usual. And all the great bone line messages and that have been coming out on the podcast. been a bit quiet here myself as I've been concentrating on work and, uh, uh, and, and some family affairs here. My name passed away last week, so it's been a bit of a, uh, a tough time here. But we're all getting you getting us sorted we're getting ourselves back into shape and uh, uh, any chance you guys organising a great Raider Nation get together uh, for all the podcast fans next time we come into town in November it would be great to see you all at the crab feed it's good to see you at Ricky's or wherever else but hey guys you know, if we could pull something together, that parking lot meet is just too short. We get a meet for about two or three hours. We travel for 18 or 19 hours each way. Uh, and for some of you guys, we only get to see you for a few hours when we're there. So if we could pull something together this year in, in November time where we could get together uh, prior to the game, maybe on the Saturday night or something, or uh, you know, at some stage, that would be really, really good. Anyway, that's it for now. Looking forward to the draft. Looking forward to the season openers. Very optimistic, very hopeful, uh, and let's hope that uh, uh, Big Al looks after us and gets some good players in for us this season. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, uh, wishing you a good time as we approach the draft. Let's keep our fingers crossed, Raider Nation. Keith Smith, Crusader Raider, and I'm out. The Crusader Raider, man. I got to tell you guys, this guy's a real deal. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't care. He is a great fan, great guy. Keith, Dave, I hope, Richard, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you make the trip this year. That'd be wonderful to see you. And you're damn right. we got to get a Raider Nation podcast party together. 
before you guys come. So we'll hook up. We'll get the dates together. And that's I'm giving you notice right now. The entire Raider Nation podcast family, we're going to have a bash. I don't know when, but stay tuned because we will because we all got to get together with the Crusader Raider and crew. Uh, we got to get out there, have a party, go to Ricky somewhere. Uh, we'll make some plans. You're absolutely correct. We don't have enough time together because I miss you guys. These guys are great guys, man. Great hearts of gold, man. We miss you. Charmaine misses you guys. Um, I'm sure Randy. Need I say more, man? Good, good call. It's good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a long time. And it's always a good thing. We hear from the Crusader Raider. That's right, man. Well, Raider Nation, that's it for this show. There's all kinds of stuff moving and shaking. Uh, you know, as we move on closer to camp, things will be going on. Um, it, it's a great, it's a great thing. NFL football. I miss it. <laughs> I miss it. Summer's here. I'm going to be fishing a whole lot because it keeps my mind off the NFL. My Oakland Raiders for sure. Oh, whatever it takes. You guys be listening. You guys be paying attention because things are happening. Like I said, looks like our team is going the right direction. Cable's got a handle on it. And Big Al will definitely open his pocketbook for whoever we draft. And maybe there's some more free agency around the corner. You just never know. Thanks for all the phone calls. I appreciate it, guys. They always rock. Thank you. Don't forget, you guys out there haven't called in a while, get on it. Get on that phone line. This is Raider Gray. Live. I'm out! <laughs> <laughs>